Check, check, check. Hey guys, this is episode 42 of Dope Nostalgia. I'm Naomi and we're welcoming back our good friend Colin to the show today just so that we can reminisce and enjoy and talk about the legendary Eddie Van Halen who passed away at the age of 65 only a few weeks ago. We're going to remember him by remembering three albums that Van Halen put out in the 1990s. We're going to be talking pretty heavily about those and listening to some of the clips. And rest in peace, Eddie. We love you. Is that background, is that an actual background or is that virtual background? That's virtual. Well, that's a, that's a green screen. It is green screen. Cause it, yeah. okay. Cause it looks like it's waving and I'm like, well, what the hell's going on with that? Oh, because it's uh it's not flush up against me here because I just don't have it set up perfectly. Oh, okay. Now my brain understands what's going on. That is, yeah. So look, okay. you can I get it. Grab it. This is okay. I understand now. <laughs> Cause I thought, I thought that was projected on the green screen, like the tripods and everything. Now I understand what's what. Okay. I get it. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's literally, I bought that for like 40 bucks on Amazon just to hold yeah. up my green screen. Cause I moved back downstairs. Sure. So I don't have a wall behind me anymore. Right. So that's good. I just set it up so, for podcasting. Are we doing uh Van Halen retrospective or just the nineties aspect or what's going on? Primarily the, the three nineties albums. I, I'm right. imagining we're focusing on. Those are three um, of my favorites. Me too. Yeah. I mean, I really discovered the band in the 90s, so that's part of it. Sure. So that means I don't have the same affinity for David Lee Roth that a lot, the majority of real hardcore Van Halen fans have. I don't. Well, that's I, where you and I disagree, yeah. <laughs> it's fun to argue people that one. It makes sure. Pick their favorite and band. It's not that I don't like Sammy Hagar, because I do, mm-hmm. but... Uh, but for me, Van Halen is always David Lee Roth. Wow, and jumping off the drum risers—that's that's the that's the wicked era. Like if you went, if you talked about rock vocalists, Sammy Hagar would play so far above David Lee Roth. But mm-hmm. if you talk about rock frontmen, David Lee Roth is way above Sammy Hagar. It really depends what you're looking for in in a band and and yeah. in in them. The two different eras are so different just because of the frontmen. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there. You can't talk sap crap about Sammy Hagar. Like I could never and, say I hate Sammy Hagar. And the music with with Roth, it was still good music too. It was it wasn't like like obviously I really prefer the melodies and everything from what Sammy is capable of singing to what David Lee Roth is capable of singing. But sure. but the music was still just as good um through 70s and 80s and 90s because it's still the same writing people. It's still Eddie and his brother, right? So well, especially yeah, and when you consider when you listen back to the the, the first couple of Van Halen albums and realized Eddie was like 20. Like yeah. he's, a, he's amazing. And he gets, I mean, he gets better over time, but he goes from amazing to super amazing. We're celebrating his life today and what he accomplished, especially in the nineties, considering that is our wheelhouse. Um, yeah, he originally battled uh, tongue cancer and had a third of his tongue cut out, I think in 2000, 2001. I think that's the yeah. timeline. And uh, yeah, obviously, he continued to fight that battle privately in the last few years. Um, well, yeah. the tongue cancer, uh, it, it, he had the, the surgery in 2000, and then he was declared cancer-free in 2002. Mm-hmm. And uh, the cancer returned in 
I can't, you know, he had, he had surgery in 2012 for diverticulitis. He was in bad shape. And then cancer returned in a form of throat cancer in, I believe, 2013 and spread to his lungs and spread to his brain. And apparently the last couple of weeks of his life, it spread to all his organs. Damn. So, yeah. Yeah. So he fought cancer for a lot of years. When he talked about it, the first go round, he said that what caused it was he always put that metal pick in his mouth. Yeah. That guitar pick. That's what he says. Although he was a heavy drinker and a smoker. But he, he I, says, yeah, that could have contributed to it too. But I mean, he, he says the spot where the cancer happened on his tongue is where he keeps the pick on, in his mouth. And yeah, and, and he said that the electromagnetic radiation from the studio, that that conducted it into his tongue. And that's what, that's what caused the cancer, which I, everybody has, everybody has crazy ideas about what happens, but then what did, how did the throat cancer happen? Smoking. Yeah, sure. I know what, come on. It all happened by smoking. I love you, Eddie, but it was all just smoking. We love you. We love you. Yeah. It scares me, man. It scares me. I've quit now, but, but I smoked for 23 years. Me too. So how long have you quit now? Uh, I don't know couple of a couple of years but i dabbled for a while so mm. yeah i don't yeah. know I did, just hit did, when i was actually quit yeah it's been probably i don't know here yeah but i get scared too like i mean of course i'm a bit of a health anxiety freak but i mean i've literally had issues going on in there for a while in this part of my mouth and stuff and the throat and it always feels like I'm swallowing a lump or something and so right. my both my doctor and my dentist hadn't seen didn't see anything I had a barium swallow all of that didn't see yeah. anything so it's never gotten better <laughs> it's right gotten better but you're, but you're also two, still alive I'm alive so, it's been two yes. years this has been going on and I, okay so I think if it were something serious I would really know by now is that what prompted the, the quitting smoking? No, that was the bladder tumor. That too. Yeah. <laughs> that was an actual tumor, that was real but, thing. It was benign, yeah, yeah. but it was benign. Uh -huh. But th that, they handed me a pack that day after I got off the uh, table and they were like, you should quit smoking. And then I just did like that instantly. Used nothing. Yeah. It was, it's yeah. all about your mind and when you're ready. Yeah. And, that oh, and you struggled good. for years. Like you, for years you were on and off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's, that's that what did does. it. That's what did it. It's you got to be mentally ready and say, "No, I'm done." What did it is a tumor. That's fairly understandable, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be scared <laughs> into doing. Sure. But but yeah, yeah no, I, all my issues now are attributed to TM TMJ jo joint dislocation. Okay, yeah. So they say it makes your throat and your mouth do funny, weird things, and that's what's going on apparently. So. Well, all right. Anyway. So y'all know I'll probably edit all of that out. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I wonder when we're going off the rails like that, but I, I know you process all this. With you. I probably publish about 90 to 95% of what we do. Cause it's a, it's a conversation and yeah, sure. it goes off the rails sometimes, but that's what makes it interesting. Yeah. Some things get a little too personal and I'm like, ah, I should take that out. <laughs> like, like on your other podcast, I'm sure there's a few things that you, you would rather that they edit it out. Oh, that's like 99.8 stays in on that one. <laughs> and then I'll have this moment where I'm sitting there like struggling with anxiety about something I said. And I'm like, can you just right. take that out? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty yeah. revealing on the other podcast. L2L folks, L2L yeah. podcast. But I, yeah, some things I'm like, hey, no, we, we might have gone too far with that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Easy to do. 
very easy to do. Um, I don't usually have a drink wobbly pops per se while I'm recording, but I do when it's with friends usually. Not when I'm doing a serious interview. I'm, well, sure. But maybe I should because sometimes I get tongue tied and I feel like I'm rambling or I say um a lot because <laughs> I'm nervous. I think that would be that would be probably worse with a beverage. Yeah. I've talked yeah. to usually once I get into the interview, I'm fine, especially when you get the vibe of the other person. And if they make you feel comfortable, then then it's sure. a lot easier. Yeah. If it's somebody who's like, I've been lucky so far, I haven't had too many people that made me feel anxious. They're usually pretty cool. No, you've had some you've had some pretty decent names and they've been pretty cool people. Like they've given you a lot of their time for and like enjoyed what they were up to. That was awesome. Oh yeah. And I, I'm impressed at the amount of time that they have to give as well. Like the yeah. standard standard interviews you see in the press are usually like 10, 15, 20 minutes at tops. But if they're willing sure. to sit down and spend like 45 to an hour chatting with me, I'm just mind blown. Yeah. That much. See, and then you can be pals and then maybe you can go hang out with them. And, you know, well, when the life goes back to normal, I'm always telling them, hey, when you come here, I'll find a gig for you. I'll find a venue for you to play. We'll hook it up. Cool. I try to I try cool. to put that out there because like I know enough venues in town that I, I've played. That's right. That it, it wouldn't be that hard. I wouldn't think so for a lot of these guys. No, no, it should be fine. I mean, the 90s nostalgia is huge. Thus, the Dope Nostalgia podcast. Here we are. Not doing too bad. We'll be doing a state of the podcast address one day, and <laughs> I figure that podcast. I think I figure that'll be. We have our one year anniversary coming up. Um, still a ways away, about fifteen episodes away. Yeah. And when that happens, I'm I'm sure I want you there for it, and Kendra and all the regulars. And we'll have cake. Oh boy. Let's have cake. Let's have cake with the with the Eddie Van Halen. Uh, uh, aesthetic you got going behind you on the cake van halen icing is it yeah van halen icing that's right i bet you anything jd could make that she probably could she could we could have some van halen icing for sure and have you seen sammy hagar lately he's eaten a lot of icing so you know he's done he, he has a very good <laughs> i'm changing it he has a very good um show rock and roll road trip with sammy hagar have you caught some episodes yes i have and uh, I don't know what to say about it. I don't like to be critical about, you know, people's people artistic pursuits, although that's what we're doing here. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like Sammy Hagar for 10 minutes or 15 minutes. And that is that is too much. Well, like, he's, he, he has a lot of guests. Like he goes and yeah. visits people and gets them on but the show. A lot of times he talks about, oh, man, you know, they that venue in 62 and they had that bathroom where the toilet didn't work. Oh, man. I'm like, I don't care. This, <laughs> I want to hear more about the music. I like the casual chat sometimes. I like hearing about celebrities' uh, fears and insecurities because it makes them more human. I don't know or if you listen to any other podcasts like uh, I like regularly, but I really enjoy Conan O'Brien's. Yes. It was called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Yes, because yeah. the he's so self-deprecating and his guests and him are so like, talk, they talk all the time about things that make them nervous and uncomfortable. Yeah, oh, sure. And he, like, he's got, I was going to actually check it out because Howard Stern is on it. I'm a big Howard Stern fan. And that's all well, Howard He got Stern Howard this about. week? Is it this week? I don't know if it's this week, but it's in the last month anyway. Yeah. I haven't heard, I've heard them all this month. And I didn't know Howard was on it. Howard oh, is on there, yeah. And Howard is all about talking about, you know, his small penis and stuff. So, yeah, no, that's his <laughs> whole shtick. I love Howard. Yeah, me too. 
me too. I'm a big Howard fan. And he's and it sounds like he's going to sign again. He's he's not going to retire in, in December. Good. So, oh, was, yeah, he ta- was he talking about retirement? His contract is up December 20th. Yeah, it's still not confirmed he's going to sign. That sounds I think they're probably like, is he going to move for more money? But where is there to move to? Honestly, doesn't he have, he has a sweet deal. As well, he's is. got a sweet deal. Yeah, but apparently... I don't know. Apparently that, that moving somewhere else is a, is a possibility. So I don't know. We'll see. Sirius XM would basically fucking fold without him. <laughs> I think I read a thing that that's like 38% of their, of their company. Is they him. became so. what they became because of him. Absolutely. Yeah. As soon as he went yeah. there. Now yeah. I, I, but I do think that most people who listen to satellite radio in their vehicles will, would keep it because it's still convenient to listen to the genre of music they like in their car. Not for the same amount of money, though. Like it, you, satellite radio used to be cheap, and now I think it's up above twenty dollars a month. If you pay month to month, is twenty three or something? I don't know. I, and I got Spotify is like ten. Ten bucks a month. Yeah. But so you know. yeah. And honestly, like I mean, I really liked, or I still I do like uh, the the hair metal channel, Hair Nation. Oh but yeah. That playlist is 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 really repetitive. And there should be enough hair metal to program that son of a bitch two and weeks. The whole point of for me of, would be to get satellite radio so that it wouldn't be repetitive, so it wouldn't sound like your terrestrial yeah. radio, which is completely mm-hmm. repetitive. Oh my god. The Commercial same, radio same yeah. 50 songs constantly, regardless constantly. of the era. Regardless of the era, they would play the same I've, songs. I've heard that's way so way more three days grace than I ever need to listen to again. Like, oh yeah, and then throw in okay, American listeners, we have this thing called CanCon. That's right. Uh, the Canadian government is required. The CRTC requires radio stations to play a certain amount of Canadian music. Luckily, 30%. 30%. Luckily 30%. for us, we have a lot of good, strong Canadian artists out there that are making waves all over the world. So luckily it's, it's still like good music, but there was a time where it was felt that the whole thing kind of forced mediocrity down our throats. Yes. Like, well, we have a lot of great music, but we also have Billy Talent, American listeners. So, <laughs> you know. Thank you. I really, I'm sorry, Billy Talent, but I'm not into it. Uh-uh. It's screechy and whiny, well, gonna, and ugh. you're gonna get an angry email from Billy Talent now. <laughs> I'm never gonna be on the show. Well, that's fine because you came out in 2000 something. So fuck you anyway. Uh, Billy Talent. Anyway, I'm not, I'm always nice about these artists. Hey, I gotta start being yeah. a little bit of a little little asshole. Okay. Let the let, let the biatch out of the out of the out of the matter what rhymes with biatch. <laughs> the bitch out of the ditch. There you bitch go. Bitch is out of the ditch. We we never talk about we talk about Roth. We talk about Sammy. We never talk about Gary Sharon. I feel bad for the guy. Gary Sharon was the front man for one album. And that today I was reading the interview he did in 2012 with Rolling Stone magazine about being the front man for Van Halen and how the whole thing went down from his point of view. And he's not bitter, not at all. He stayed friends. Nor is Eddie. It was just not the direction they wanted to go anymore. And Gary was fine with that too, because Gary actually just wanted to get back with Extreme. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He just wanted Extreme to get back together. The quote that I read, of course, there was a lot of press when Eddie passed, and he was talking about Gary Sharon. And he said, we're getting ready for tour. And Gary came in with this quote with these big lapels that was all, you know, uh, ostentatious and he said i just knew it was never going to work so it was a stylistic thing as well because i mean gary sharon can sing there's yeah. no one nobody can say gary sharon can't sing but it just was a it was and that album i mean oh man on the van halen legacy no 
I own that album. I know two other people that own like physical CD copies of it. And I just bought it because it's Van Halen. I'm buying it. And I think I probably listened to it about three times. I didn't think it was good. How could Gary Sharon be ostentatious and David Lee Roth not? Like, I think it was just a different way. I think it was a different style. It just didn't feel right, maybe. You just yeah, know when it works and when it doesn't. It's true. Like, I, if I don't know, it, did you see the last tour with David Lee Roth when it came through? Didn't they play three shows on the whole tour and Edmonton was one of them and then they like canceled the tour within like a week or two? Maybe I'm thinking of the tour before because they did two with David Lee Roth, didn't they? I believe so. I can't remember. I think but the it, last one got canceled. It was it was David Lee Roth and uh, Wolfgang was in the band already at that point. Yep. And yeah, David Lee Roth came out in like this matador jacket and stuff. <laughs> and he had this big inflatable microphone and there was lots of like penis sight gags and stuff it was it was odd it was it was a different between my legs and Jesus, all that kind of stuff and it was a different david lee roth than 70s 80s like it was a i don't know i don't know i don't know how but it was it was more cartoonish somehow i don't know it's so good i mean david's great dave's great i i've read also an interview with sharon osborne where she talked about in the beginning because Van Halen opened for Black Sabbath when they were new. Yes, they did. Yeah. And she mentions the boys, Ozzy and Eddie hanging out at the bar, enjoying some drinks and laughs, telling some jokes. And when Roth would show up, he was just annoying. She found, yeah. they found him completely annoying because he was just over the <laughs> top and like, he's that guy at the bar who nobody ever really wants to invite. Cause it's just like too much to handle. And he doesn't realize he's talking too much, but he keeps talking. Yeah, I think that's, he's the guy. He's totally the guy. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. I love it's, it's bigger than life. Bigger than life personality. He would be hard to Absolutely. be. Just hard to chill with that guy. I think. It, but I mean, he's born to be a rock star. What else is he going to be? You got to wonder if they know when to turn it off. I don't think. See, that's my perception of David Lee Roth is he doesn't have an off switch. Mm. I think he lives that. I think he walks on the stage and off the stage and he's the same dude. I always wonder that about Jim Carrey. Would Jim yeah. Carrey be a difficult fellow to have a date with? Because can he turn it off? I think now he can. I think he definitely right. can turn it off. But in the 90s, I don't know if he could have. I don't, I don't know. Not. I don't know who he was, really. But I was massively in love with Jim Carrey. Ah, absolutely. Really? But the, th but the thought of actually dating ace ventura right it's like no no way right it'd be it's exhausting too, too exa that's the proper word to describe it i think <laughs> but if jim carrey is jim carrey and he's just being himself now that we've had years to get to know jim carrey he's quite enjoyable when yeah he, when, he, when, he, he, when he turns it off when he turns it off but i mean i think that's a matter of age people mellow with age but again david yeah. Roth doesn't seem to have well, he did become a paramedic. So that was a, that yeah. was an interesting turn for him. Absolutely. I think it was something he always wanted to do just to see what a real job with actual, you know, like responsibility was like. I suppose. To help I people. Suppose. You see Sammy Hagar now. Sammy Hagar's old as balls. Sammy Hagar's what, what, 70? Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I got to look up that. How old is Sammy Hagar? Because he obviously doesn't want to stop. <laughs> you know i'd no, be i'd be but he can I'd still sing too he can still sing so why not 
Well, I guess so. Yeah, Sammy Hager is 73. Sammy Hager is older than my dad. That's, I, I'm, if I had that much money, I would not be, I I wouldn't be doing shows and flying all over the place anywhere. He's doing what he loves as long as he can. I get the impression that he enjoys every minute of it. And when it's time down, he will. He loves being Sammy Hagar. Sure. And that's cool. Dude's got the most relaxing, fun time life. He's got fucking Cabo Wabo. He's got, you know, tequila drinking. Tequila's keeping him alive for some reason. He's he's for some reason. uh, But yeah like he just seems like a fun loving guy that would be enjoy to hang out with and have a tequila shot like but see i i think i'd be more like alex van halen have you ever seen him in public ever by himself i don't know anything about alex van halen that's right that would be me the whole the brothers the family of alex and eddie were so like private mm-hmm. and if you weren't in the inner circle you would not they would not you wouldn't hear a damn thing nothing if they said you were done with you that's it you're not gonna hear sure. but you were you were finished going back to well, that then, yeah oh, go ahead sorry. no no go ahead i was gonna say that that's that's why michael anthony had no shot that's why as soon as wolfgang picked up a bass it was only a matter of time <laughs> and was, eddie said some really evil shit about michael anthony that i don't think was fair but michael anthony oh was sammy really cool about sammy it. let eddie have it First talking smack about Michael Anthony. Let yes, he did. It. Yeah. Man, it was yeah. a war for so long. But apparently, but Michael Anthony, to his credit, was cool about it. Michael Anthony didn't fire shots back. He just, he just took he's it. He's a quiet guy. Yeah. Well, he it's sings classy, harmonies man. Like a motherfucker. That guy sings harmonies amazingly, but he's he's a very oh. classy, well-spoken dude. That yeah, his no, his his range is so incredible. What do you think about what Sammy can sing and he can harmonize to that? Damn. Yeah. 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 But to wrap up what I was going to say about about Van Halen 3 and Gary Sharon, some notes I made from that interview. One of the most important things he said was, I was one of the three singers in the mighty Van Halen. You can't take that away from me. (laughs) Doesn't matter what happened. He got to live a dream, you know. If I got to spend the weekend weekend in Van Halen, that would be it. I'd be cool with that. That'd be fine. Like, yeah. You... I get to stand on the same stage as Eddie Van Halen and do my thing. That's wicked. Yeah. When they were writing, Eddie and Gary were already writing songs for the Van Halen album. And Eddie had already said, you want to be in? All right, you're in. And uh, the same week, they have Gary out with them. And they're performing, at Van Halen's performing at the MTV Movie or Music Awards. And they have Roth fronting the band because they're promoting their greatest hits. And everyone's saying, well, what's Gary Schroen, what are you doing here? And he's like, nothing. (laughs) right yeah sure so he was really set up to fail with the in the the eyes of the fans in my opinion because the fans are seeing roth with them again and they're probably freaking out thinking this is going to happen and then and then it's gary yeah like like the poor guy was not set up to succeed in that situation no and and on i mean i was an extreme fan and i'm a gary sharon fan Yep. And I'm a Van Halen fan, but I was not pumped about Gary Sharon and Van Halen. No, I wasn't really either. Yeah. I was just like, no, I want extreme to be extreme. Yeah. <laughs> and Van Halen to be different. But the, the, when you listen to the, the VH3 album, you can tell it's an extreme album. You can see, you can hear extreme, but at the same time, that's a big combination of the fact that Nuno Betancourt probably learned so much of how to play from Eddie Van Halen. That when that's he, I'm probably listening, true. I'm listening to 
VH3 and I'm hearing this sounds like an, this could totally be an extreme song. Well, yeah, there's many reasons for that. I see. And I, what I think is Sammy Hagar sings balls and David Lee Roth sings a different version of balls and <laughs> Gary Sharon sings finesse. Ah, I think that's my feeling. But uh, you, Gary was saying like he wanted to be able to, because Sammy said when he came into Van Halen, he was only going to do four songs that Roth did. That's it. Okay. That's it. And then the rest would all be their stuff with, yeah. with Van Hagar. But like uh, Gary comes in and he goes, you know what? For the fans, let's do, I'll do more of their songs. And we'll do some more obscure songs that they didn't uh, do regularly. Sure. Just do it for the fans. And I think the fans will also appreciate it that more that Gary wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he said it was really hard singing Sammy's stuff for him. David's was no oh. problem. <laughs> oh, no, no kidding. I can sing David Lee Roth. Sammy Hagar's tough, man. Sammy Hagar's I have, power. I have, like... I have fucking trouble as a woman. I know. I know. I yeah. love uh, karaoke. My fucking favorite is uh, "Don't Tell Me What Love Can Do," and it's hard sure. after after five minutes of it. Yeah, like, no kidding. And he's up there the whole damn time, most of that song. Well, I was listening to "Top of the World" today, and I was thinking that today too. That chorus from "Top of the World" is just balls all the way through. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah, it's so wild. I love his voice and I oh, love the grit yeah. to it. I don't know how he does that for 90 minutes or two hours at a time. It's just so much power. But and when he's 73 years old. But. Yeah. And it and it, but it's funny because we were talking about like how Sammy was so mad about at Eddie about the Michael Anthony thing. And then suddenly now Sammy's saying, Yeah, Eddie and I made up last year. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. We were good when he passed. He knew he was sick. He had already been speaking. He made with peace. Him. Yeah. That was what was important to him was to make peace with people in his life, Sammy said. I think so. Yeah. Well, Eddie Van Halen, like they talk, they talk about, uh, he brought the smile back to rock and roll. And I think that's true. You watch the old Van Halen videos and yeah, he's smiling like an idiot, but it's good. Like you watch everybody else at the time and Metallica is not smiling and Guns N' Roses isn't (laughs) smiling and Motley Crue isn't smiling, but Eddie Van Halen, all the time. Loved it. He just yeah. looks so happy to perform and be up sure. there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the thing is, everyone you talk to who wasn't in Van Halen has nothing but nice things to say about him. That's and how, true. What a nice person he is. But then if you when you look at the situation of how they couldn't keep the front man, you gotta think, okay, this band, he's probably a very strict band leader. He's probably like, yeah. you don't do what I want, you're fucking out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's you know the but Sammy talked about what well, I was surprised. Sammy talked about running Van Halen, the way I ran Van Halen and the way Dave ran Van Halen. Really? I don't think you guys ran Van Halen, but okay. Like I don't know. I wasn't there, but it seems it seems to me like it's not Van always Halen isn't run by Hagar. Yeah, I don't know. Whose name's in the band title? Jeez. <laughs> this isn't Van Hagar. Hey, I've actually I've heard of this other band that has the uh has one of the band members name as the as the band name and we know yeah. who's in charge in that band and that is bon jovi oh yeah well but it's but, usually yeah. the singer that's in charge you'd think sure unless it's a real like brotherhood slash like everyone's equal but how many bands have that you know and i let's not go off track and i don't want to i don't want to start 
a war, but have you seen the latest Bon Jovi stuff? It's 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 pretty pretty weak. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's I like. Weak. I, it's weak. The last three albums, not a fan of. This one, there's one song on it that actually made me go, "Holy shit! You can still write. You can still do this. Holy crap!" Called Blood on. But is it slippery when wet? I don't think no, so. But one song out of ten isn't enough. No. No, it sounds. It, I don't know. It sounds like to me. It sounds like new country. Like it has that that sort of sheen. Like uh, first chorus hook, first chorus hook, and the housewives will love this one. I will never expect the brilliance of Slippery or New Jersey or These Days or, or These the Days. These oh. Days is the greatest album. The greatest. I always go mm. on tangent. Sorry. No, I, I can I can talk Bon Jovi. I don't know. I don't. New Jersey's pretty damn good. New Jersey. Uh, okay, my top three. Number one, these days. Number two, keep the faith. Number three, New Jersey. Oh yeah. No, slippery when well, that's got to be number one though. Well, it depends. I didn't discover the band on Slippery. That was a. That you was didn't a, discover on Slippery. No, I did on Keep the Faith. Interesting. I was very late to the party. Very late to the party. Yeah. But that has a lot to do with my upbringing. Hence why I do a podcast about the 90s, because everything <laughs> right. I discovered was in the 90s. I grew, uh, I, grew yes. up, I grew up listening to what my parents and grandparents wanted me to listen to, which was mostly hymns and church type music. Yeah. You know, Jeff behind me, Satan. everybody else was like, oh, nope, that's questionable. Nope. Can't, can't listen to that. I finally got my first cassette that was my own in 87, and it was Tiffany. Right. And even that, they were like, Oh, I don't know about that one song there. Uh, it sounds like they might be doing something promiscuous. When they're alone now, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Like, it, once I found pop and rock, I went insane for it. See, I didn't know that you were that late to the party because Slippery yeah. went wet. When that was out, that was, you, you and I the same age, and I was in grade two or three or something, four maybe, something yeah. like that. And that was the soundtrack to my life, and mm -hmm. I was... 12 no yeah not even. yeah in elementary school everybody was rocking out to that album yes but i remember yeah. thinking oh that's hard rock i can't listen to right that. that's yes hard rock they have long hair holy no that's bad <laughs> and then i remember being at a friend's house in like 90 91 and we were all new kids fans we love new kids on the block but then the older brother and sister came out and they start playing aerosmith pump right and i'm like this is great this I is much like better it. Yeah, I really like this. And then I'm yeah. like, I, I felt kind of guilty, like I shouldn't like this, but I. And especially it. with Steven Tyler with his whole shtick, yeah, that would have made you uncomfortable for sure. <laughs> and that's where the rock and roll—that's that's the train. I got on the rock and roll train with after that that moment. They were listening to ACDC stuff too, but I wasn't really into ACDC because they told it's me that melodic. was like they told me that was really evil. ACDC. Oh well, was after really Christ, evil. Devil comes. Yeah, that's of that's why I wasn't supposed to listen to that, so I wasn't. That's <laughs> yeah but i'm like oh aerosmith i don't see any problem with aerosmith and then well keep the faith came out and i remember hearing about bon jovi in elementary but i wasn't into it and then i saw the video and i was like oh that guy all right all right see i, I, mean, I, I was I, in, I, right? I can handle that guy sure i was in on the deep end when i was in grade one this is grade one i uh there used to be a show on cbc called switchback you remember yes. that 
Yes. yes. I actually talked to Stu Jeffries about Switchback. Yeah. Oh, wow. I got to go back and listen to that. Yeah. Um, on Switchback, and they showed uh, Twisted Sister, We're Not Going to Take It. Mm. And I, that was it, man. I was, I didn't care what else was going on. I, but I think I had a Brian Adams tape and I think I had a Platinum Blonde tape and stuff. I didn't know oh, yeah. that's done now. <laughs> and uh, I had the LP, the, I had the vinyl of Twit Sister Stay Hungry with D, D Snyder on the frame. He's got a big bone in his hand. Yeah. And I took that to school and I remember they took me aside and they said, does your mom know you have this? It's <laughs> like, yeah, my mom bought this. So yeah, I was, I was, I was all about it. I was Twisted Sister's biggest fan until about grade three. And still, Incredible. I love Twisted Sister to this day. Yeah. Of course you do, because you always have that soft spot in your heart. Even if it's something that would be considered cheesy, you're still like, well, sure. it doesn't matter. It, yeah. it was it was important to me. I I've got that framed LP in my office right now, right at oh, this moment. I'm so yeah. happy you have that. I hope you get to meet me D one day. I really do. I'd love to meet D. That would make my life. Yeah. I got I got to meet Mark Mendoza. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, we yeah. got to we got to perform in the Twisted Sister Jam Space. That's wicked. But I didn't know how important that was to you. If I had known, I would have shared so much more with you from that. Probably would have got oh, that's... autograph and shit. What, what's that? Probably would have got you Mark the Animal Mendoza's autograph or something. I didn't know. <laughs> Could have got him to record my voicemail. That would yeah. Be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now he was imparting wisdom on all us young artists sitting around. He oh, I'm sure. He seems like story. that kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. I think he does a podcast now too, actually. You yeah. know what I have saved on my DVR and I watch it every year at Christmas is the Twisted Sister, Twisted Christmas. Yes? Yeah, it's great. If you haven't seen it, it's awesome. What year did that come out? Oh, uh, I watched it in my old house still. So that it's been out for 15 years. Not 12 that. 15 years so it's been was it in the 90s perhaps or was it in the 80s Ooh, no it was in the 2000s when it came out it was yeah the twisted christmas yeah it's probably 2005 yeah like we're gonna have a christmas episode coming up and i'm gonna get several of you guys to be on on talking about your favorite christmas albums from that era oh so that, i think you should bring that up why not 100 that's that's part of christmas for me watching the grinch and watching uh, uh, Rudolph and watching Twisted Christmas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like that's, it's cool how we both discovered rock and roll and, and, and how it went from there. I'm glad we were sharing that story. Sure. I like the aesthetic though. Like that was, I liked the music, but I liked the aesthetic, man. That was that. And I still, to this day, that's why I like David Lee Roth. That's so a, cool. Yeah. I get it. And all the respect to David Lee Roth, even though we smack talk you, we 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 still love you. <laughs> Analog Brewing, winner of three awards at the 2020 Alberta Beer Awards, is a proud sponsor of the Dope Nostalgia Podcast.
Analog Brewing is now offering delivery within the city of Edmonton with no delivery fee on orders over 40 bucks. Go to analogbrewing.ca slash shop. That's www.analogbrewing.ca forward slash shop and place your order today. When placing an order, you could also pay it forward and take part in their Nurse a Pint program and prepay for a pint for a nurse. Mention this podcast in the order comments so they know we sent you. Analog Brewing, taking beer to the next level. Did I forget to invite you to the pool party? Well, maybe next year. On those occasions when you need to make a big splash, there's the Super Soaker 100. It has a powerful air pressure system. Oh, Buffy! A range of up to 60 feet. And a drenching spray. The Super Soaker 100. It's a water gun of a higher caliber. Also the 50, or the ultimate, the 200. because my sister had the CD. Now, usually I was the one who went nuts at the HMV and getting my mom to buy me discs and stuff. But my sister had a few that she really liked and she had Balance by Van Halen. It's a great album. I knew about For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge before that. That came out in 91. I thought there were some really cool songs on that. I was into it. But when my sister got Balance, I was starting to borrow and take it and listen to it in my room. And I was like, I really dig this. I dig this a lot. This guy's sure. guitar playing is incredible. I really liked my favorite song on Balance is probably a ballad. It's not enough. That's a great one. Yeah, I used to listen to that one a lot. I did think that the a lot of the stuff on Balance was more finesse and less power, mm-hmm. which is good. I mean, that's what else have we got on that one? Uh, right here, right now. No, right here, right now was on that. Singles right, from Balance. Right, right now is on uh, the Fuck album. Right. Can't Stop Loving You was on balance. Amsterdam was on balance. Amsterdam Amsterdam is an amazing song. And that song, actually, when I heard the listen to the intro of that, that made more sense to me than anything that Gary Sharon had eventually become the singer of that band. I don't know why. Because I think it was just, I was like, okay, this, I could see why I, I dig this. It sounds like extreme a bit. It's more like extreme sounds like Van Halen, <laughs> right? You know, but uh, I could I could I could hear that a lot. Amsterdam's a kick-ass tune. That's a great one, yeah. Mm. And then, I mean, don't tell me was the first single, and I that sold me the album. I bought the album on the strength of that. I probably would have bought it anyway. I mean, honestly, but just because. But, but for an awful so carnal good. carnal knowledge, with the mid- second that I heard Pound Cake, I was in. Wow. Oh. And that first when the when the drums come in at the start, yeah, I'm sold. I'm there. 
I still sometimes listen to that in my car and I can't turn it up loud enough. It's a you know? fantastic song. It's the energy level of it is just killer. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's one of the ones that I can't like it doesn't matter where I'm playing. I, I can't turn it up loud enough. Which is great. When a rock song is like that and you want your ears to bleed a little bit, that's when you know it's good. A couple songs I also like off balance, uh feeling. A song called Feeling, it's near the end. That's a good one. Yeah. Um yeah. Slower tempo. Sammy, see, Sammy's not going full throttle on that one, which is cool. When he when he doesn't go full throttle, I like that also. Little little breathing room. A <laughs> little bit of breathing room, yeah. I mean a little more dynamic and a little bit less gravel. Yeah, I like that. And there's a cool well, there's it's actually kind of a weird song called Big Fat Money. Yeah. That's I'm a, I'm not a huge fan of that one, but I know no, that one. Because it goes wildly jazz during the bridge. Mm-hmm. I didn't yes, see that. Does. I, I didn't see that coming. No, that I mean that was a that was a an album with more songwriting chances. You know, there wasn't a straight ahead rock record, whereas for unlawful carnal knowledge was. I mean, that was a it was a heavier was a sma record. Smash you in the face rock record. Yeah. Mm. Like what else was on there? Spanked was on there. Spanked was good. Pleasure Dome was bizarre. I never really understood that. It, that one makes me go meh. Yeah. I don't know. But Top of the World, that's another good one. Pound, the album starts and finishes super strong. Like Pound Cake and Top of the World, those are great. Run Around is all right. Run Around's okay. But yeah, Top of the World is ace. It's good. I still like that. I like to sing the shit out of that song. Makes me miss karaoke. That's a, oh, I know. Yeah. That's yeah. That's that's one of the better ones. Let me just have a look at balance here too. Mm -hmm. Oh. Do you remember they did the Twister soundtrack? They put a song on there called Humans Being. Yes, that one was a little lackluster, I thought. It was very talky. It was like, that's what makes yes. us humans be. And then <laughs> chorus was very simple. But musically, I thought fantastic instrumental to that track. Well, there was really no instrumental that sucked. This is Van Halen we're talking about. There was no instrumental that was half-assed. You have a very good point. I don't think there's anything you could really listen to and go, that was absolute garbage. Um, no. There's a song on, on Van Halen 3 that was called Dirty Water Dog. Did you remember mm -hmm. that song? It sounds just, not, it sounds very old school Van Halen. Very old. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with that one. I, honestly, that, that album, I, I, it was out of rotation quick for me. I just keep I going back to that you. fucking album. <laughs> really? Okay, well, well I'm I, there's parts of it that I think without you is that's a great chorus.
great chorus. Um, I thought it was going to set it up nicely for the transition into the Sharon era that was supposed to be. But I thought after listening to the rest of it, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I mean, fire in the hole was okay. Once but it's it, fucked. I don't, song once. It's seven and a half minute tune. It's fucked. <laughs> Everyone okay, listen you, to once and see how many minutes you make it in before you turn it off. I'm sorry. I hate that song. But Josephina is a very cool tune. It has very weird chords in it. Very mm -hmm. nice. balance more about balance well i don't know let me have a look let me go back to the track listing here and go through my uh go through my balance experience because i love this album i spent a lot of time on this one i used to just examine the cover of it and think oh that artwork is so interesting the kids i've got the tour i've got the tour shirt i had tickets to the the show when they played the balance tour here and i couldn't ended up not being able to go i can't remember why but my oh. buddy who went brought me a shirt and my mom recently took all my old concert tees and made them into a quilt. Oh. And that's like the centerpiece of the quilt. And she's, I really like that one. That's my favorite one, she said. So it's, yeah, it's got the, got the Siamese twins on it. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I never, Can't... I never got to see them live. Oh, really? No. I've seen Van Halen twice. Oh, that's and good. I'm glad you did. Once with, once with Hagar and once with Roth. And oh, that's even better. Yeah. Both experiences. The one with Sammy Hagar, I've never been to a louder show in my life. Oh my God. What tour was it? It was his last one with Van so Halen. Been... And uh, yeah, and it was it, like, you know, if you're too loud, you're too old. But I, my hair was blown back. And uh, then I, I went back specifically because David Lee Roth, I thought I have to see Van Halen with David Lee Roth. And he didn't disappoint. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't, you know, 1982 David Lee Roth. Well, what can you expect? I mean, the guy was, but still, I mean, the guy had abs and he was like 60 years old. So he's working hard. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't a slouch, that's for sure. He wasn't Vince no. Neiling it up there. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, he definitely wasn't Vince Neiling it. No. Holy shit. If they get that guy on stage again, they better be in the fucking workout in the contract. Be like, you Man. need to get your fucking body in shape or something. You're going to die on this tour if you don't. And just, just so you know, all I want for Christmas is a, is a, a what do you call that thing? A, a vine with David Lee Roth or not, no, with Vince Neil. What is that where you pay the money and they do oh, a greeting for you? Oh, the cameo, cameo. I want a Vince Neil cameo. That's all I want. I think we should get people to pitch in and get you that. I wonder how, how much is a Vince Neil cameo? We could look it up. But I, I, I want him to be hammered when he does it. Though. If he does it sober, I'm not interested. <laughs> we'll throw in an extra 20 bucks for the two, four we want you to drink before. That's you, right. Yeah. Uh, 
because that's American. 30, that's American booze money. At twenty bucks, we'll get him drunk. That's right. Here's twenty bucks. Drink it and then do the thing. Hang on, <laughs> you're rocking it. Right. See, right here in the podcast, this is where you insert the segment of him wearing his ass like a hat on cameo. We so should. Good. We should literally start taking a GoFundMe page off of this to get you a cameo from Dave. Oh my or, God. From, from Vince Steele. It's going to, that it's happening. So, it's going to happen after so this good. episode airs. I want him to mention my business. I want him to mention selectdjs.ca. See if he can get that out of his mouth. Yeah. More, I'll pay more per sentence. It doesn't matter. <laughs> people, people won't know what website they're going to. Cause it's like, it'll be fine. It'll be great. I post that on my Facebook page and never post anything else again. <laughs> can you make sure you even like start a Twitter page just so you can pin it to the top and that's the only will, post there is? That'll be the only post and I'll just put it on my business cards and direct everybody there. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be life. It's going to be so worth it. So I would, good. I will, I will, I will raise as much money as I can for this. I think it's a very worthy cause. I got a couple of bags of empties too. I'll take them back. We'll be able to swing it. <laughs> Hey, I got some sweet little known facts about uh, Eddie Van Halen for you. Van Halen facts. Facts, facts. Uh, Wikipedia moment. Bullshit. The, the thing I do all the time. Eddie Van Halen can't read sheet music. I, I did know that, actually. He cannot read music. And I'll tell you something. A lot of virtuosos do not read music. It's true. Yeah. Because they feel it and they taught themselves by ear. Yeah. In general. What interests That's, me though is I wonder if he could do like tablature and stuff. Uh, I wonder because tab is course. made specifically for people who can't read music. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck, I have trouble with tab. It takes me forever to figure out tab. Sure. I'm a shit guitar player though. <laughs> I oh, can not play a chords. Me, so. I can play chords, but just basic, super basic. That's yeah. It. I got a guitar when I was in. Uh, elementary school and I even took lessons with the crappy band teacher we had and yeah I think I can do like an E and an F and I can smash it when I'm done and that's all I can do. I was saying to myself today I'm like I would be really brilliant to get a real strong guitar player to come on the show and talk about Eddie but then I thought that's probably already happening on another podcast. <laughs> You know? Oh, I'm sure, but that's it's it's always good to to hear that because yeah, as, guitar as, players talking Eddie, right? We're, right. We're, we're more like singer types talking Eddie. Sure. Yeah, I'm just. I mean, I'm just a rock fan. I'm just a. Yeah. I'm just a fan of of horn tails. <laughs> Here's another little known fact. His middle name is Lodewijk, Eddie Lodewijk van Halen, a Dutch name, of course. His middle name play, pays homage to classical music, as in Ludwig van Beethoven. And Eddie named his son Wolfgang after Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Yes, he did. And uh, Eddie's, here's, here's my Eddie Fast fact. His dad played clarinet on one of their tunes. I can't really? remember which one. Yeah. Yeah, it was a cover tune. Did a cover of Big Bad Bill is Sweet William Now. And uh, Eddie's dad played clarinet on it. Really? Yeah. And he's and he said he didn't like the cover, but he liked this dad cover plan. So that was good. But that sounds like something that David Lee Roth could do a good job of. That's kind of a show tune. I wonder what those boys are. Well, we know Sammy and what he's doing. I wonder what Roth is 
I wonder what they're all going to do. There's got to be a tribute show to Eddie. There's going to be one when the shit's over with COVID. I bet you anything. There's going to be a bunch of rockers getting together, putting on some kind of fundraiser for cancer. Well, David Lee Roth was opening for Kith. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Opening for Kiss in their residency in uh, in Vegas. So Mm. that's what that's what David Lee Roth has been doing. Okay, so he still keeps busy. Yeah, oh yeah. And uh, Wolfgang Van Halen's been releasing an album for the past twelve years, so maybe we'll see that. I've seen He's one doing... of Eddie's Twitter's uh, posts about how you guys can't wait till you hear Wolfgang's solo record. It's coming. Yeah, it's like coming. six like six years ago. Yeah. yeah. I like. I think. I think Wolfgang Van Halen is a great musician in his own right, but if like you he's kind have of a good Go time. I cut you off again. What a dick! <laughs> I'm just thinking. Worst he's podcast. Wolfgang is uh, is pulling a uh, Axl Rose. He's pulling a Chinese democracy. We're gonna see it when he's like 45. He's got to perfect this shit. It's his first set coming out of the coming out of the can. He's got to make sure that he doesn't pull coming out of the can. He doesn't want to. Where's he coming out of the can? He doesn't want to pull a Lisa Marie Presley. Wait, Who's gonna pull a Lisa Marie Presley? I liked Lisa Marie's solo album, the, the her debut album. I thought it was great. I didn't hear anything but Dirty Laundry, and I thought it was terrible. Dirty Laundry? Oh, yeah. what about the song Lights Out? That was her debut single. It was fucking fantastic. Honestly, I never even heard it. I heard Dirty Laundry, and I had enough. I, you know, And I'll be honest, I, I wrote her off without really paying attention because I thought it was a kind of a gag. It's Elvis's kid, so she got to do a record. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people get that. A lot of the celebrity kids try to separate themselves if they can. Like Enrique Iglesias like tried to change his name and stuff. Oh, did he? he had to put out an album like without anyone knowing that he was Julio's kid. He I did not so know that. Hard to not to see if he could do it in his own merit. Yeah, Julio. Julio. Man, Julio Iglesias. I mean, he's got he's got a lot of following. Julio Iglesias is probably one of the biggest Latin artists ever. He's a real Latin lover. That one. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Like, him, him and Selena. Mm. They talk with Selena. Selena had like two albums. She was like 20-something years old, but she's dead, so she's a saint. There's a TV show coming out about her life. Her life only lasted 22 years. She wasn't very old. I'm waiting for the Aaliyah movie, actually. When's that going to happen? There should be a movie about Aaliyah. Aaliyah and Selena both were gone in their primes. Gone gone in in their, when they're about to really blow up, you know? That's true. Yeah. No, Selena would have been big. Selena probably would have been Jennifer Lopez big, maybe. Oh, yeah. And and to think of the irony that J-Lo played her in the movie. Yeah. Well, they had to find somebody with a big can that could sing. So, there you go. Speaking of can, just beat it. Eddie Van Halen played the famous guitar solo on Michael Jackson's 1983 Beat It hit. In fact, when he went into the studio and he heard the original cut of Beat It to play on, he Michael wasn't around. And... Uh, so he's like, hey, I'm gonna, he's like, I'm going to do some stuff here. He basically rewrote Beat It. <laughs> he moved parts around in the song. Eddie did all of this yeah. stuff. And when Michael came back and he's like, hey, hey, check this out. What do you think of what I did here? Michael's like, yeah, that's good. Keep it. Yeah, well, that's yeah. good. I mean, I'd, well, and that I didn't get paid for it. He didn't make any money off that. He did it as a favor. That's right. To Q. Mm. Quincy Jones, just just as a sidebar here, Quincy Jones has gone insane the last couple of years, eh? 
I don't know what he's been up to. I know that his daughter Rashida is quite a famous actress now. She was on The yes. Office. Um, she was on Commute. No, no, no. Parks and Rec. Yeah. You, yeah, she's done a few things, but Quincy did that. I shouldn't say the last couple of years because I just remember the one interview he did with Rolling Stone, and he was like talking like he was on mushrooms or something, like that, just weird conspiracy theories, and that <laughs> he was he knows what happened to JFK. And, all right, man. Really? Like you? Yeah, you produce Thriller, and nobody can take that away from you. But man, I don't know. That's, well, yeah, his that's a lot of stuff. His production credits are pretty massive. Like, oh. He's a he's a fucking force that Quincy he Jones. He did the Sanford and Son theme song, man. Come <laughs> did on. He, did he really? He, yeah, that's Quincy Jones. <laughs> Van Halen, before they were Van Halen, they were, first of all, they were the Broken Combs. Yeah. Then they were the Trojan Rubber Company. Then they yes. changed their name to Genesis. <laughs> yes. And then they found out, oh, there's a Genesis in England. Maybe we shouldn't use that. Yeah, how did, how did that come about, yeah? Then they went to Mammoth, I think, right? Mammoth. Yes, yeah. yes. Which is a great rock and roll name. That's fantastic. Which was being used by a smaller LA band that we don't know about today. So they probably could have got away with that. But Van Halen, he probably just said, fuck it. We're naming the band after me. Actually, that was a David Lee Roth uh, move. David Lee Roth thought, thought Van Halen was a good name. They didn't want to use that. But David Lee oh. Roth said, that's fantastic. Yeah. And okay. uh, actually, when... when um, because Gene Simmons had done nothing but talk about Eddie Van Halen since he died. Gene Simmons is using this as spotlight time. And uh, when he tried, he tried to shop Van Halen around before their, their debut album took off. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't find him a deal. And he wanted to change the name to Daddy Longlegs, and they didn't do it. So thanks for not listening to Gene. What the fuck, Gene? <laughs> Some in some ways I respect Gene. In some ways I always shake my head. I'm like, oh. The the older I get, the less I like Gene. I don't know. I don't know. I thought he was the coolest guy ever, until about ten years ago. When he was had blood blood coming off his tongue and shit, and like that. Yeah, I was cool back then. Yeah, I mean, seeing Kiss in the makeup is one of the best. I don't. Know, I don't know if I call it best, but like. It was a rock and roll moment. It was a it was a bucket list. Seeing Kiss in the makeup, mm. awesome, awesome, awesome. Everything's great, but when Gene starts talking, I just want to turn the channel. I just oh man, Gene. Yeah, it's a turn off. And I I'm over it. Like with the yeah, the reality show, the Family Jewels or whatever. It was kind of like I'm over this now. Now that I yeah. like, I don't I don't really like that I got to know you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I guess it was it was better before. <laughs> the reality show whereas Ozzy Ozzy's like, a little different Ozzy's endearing you, you want to give him a hug Ozzy's yeah. great yeah Ozzy's endearing and he's fucking hilarious oh Ozzy's so funny but it's my my dad is a very straight guy my dad is a very like proper sort of a guy mm-hmm. and so I was watching the Ozzy I can't remember which one if it was if it was because he's had a few incarnations of tv shows and uh I was watching him and oh, what is this? So it's crazy. Again, the guy bites heads off bats. And you watch for 10 minutes, like, oh, he's kind of a cool guy. Like, yeah. wow. You know, <laughs> if Ozzy can win my dad over, he can win anybody over. Oh, yeah. That was a great show. Um, Sammy Hagar wanted to name the the For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge na- a band named just the album, just Fuck. He wanted to name it Fuck. All right. 
yeah. that would have been commercially unsuccessful. But the reason why is he was trying to address America's hot button issue of the time, which was censorship. So he was just oh. fed up with it. So he wanted to name the album Fuck. And uh, they just ended up going with, oh, for unlawful carnal knowledge, which is actually not what fuck means. Okay. Fuck, fuck is not an acronym. Okay. I got bored the other day. I've been bored a lot. It's quarantine. I, I, <laughs> All right. Let's develop this idea. What does it mean, Naomi? It, uh, it comes from some, it's hard to really narrow down where it comes from, but it's not an acronym for anything. It was just a word fuck got developed from something else that sounded a certain way. And it's just a very satisfying thing to say. And it was used a lot as not only a noun, a verb, you can use it as an adjective. You can use fuck as, it's like the word smurf, but with more of an oomph to it. It's true. Yeah. Smurf. Oh it's man. Smurfing. Yeah. That was, that was the original swear word for kids. Yeah. yeah. Smurf you, man. <laughs> when I was a kid, I wanted to be a Smurf for Halloween. So I had a white pair of pants and my mom painted me blue from the waist up and she made it, took a kitchen catcher garbage bag and made me a little white hat and I was a Smurf. That's amazing. Did she just stuff it a little bit and, and shape it right? Yeah, and it looked kind of like a kind of like a, a a squash. You know how a squash yeah. looks. And a bonk, and I was blue. No, wow. oh no, I wore a blue t-shirt because she, she didn't want to paint me blue from the waist up. So I wore a blue t-shirt and the face got painted blue. Have you had the ever heard the guitar term called the brown sound? Yes, the brown sound, and that was it's based on on Alex's uh, snare drum. Actually, did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So it's basically described as Eddie's tone um, garnering, garnering significant repute in the rock and roll world. In one interview, he said his goal was to sound like Alex's snare, warm, big, majestic, and brown. Brown. See, I wouldn't think a lot of people would use brown to describe their tone. This is it's brown. It's like the color you see when you hear the sound. Yeah, but brown is like the color of dirt, and it's the color of poop. Yeah, and it's, it's I wouldn't call it like brown. Well, wasn't there a South Park episode about the brown note? Where yes, that makes you poo. Yeah, the note that makes you poo. Poo your the pants. Note that makes you poo. This is I different, was though. Yeah, this ain't, no, this ain't, it is different. This ain't about poo. No, no. no the brown sound is warm. It's warm. It's 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 thick. It's nice. So this description well, clicked with guitar players, and that term is wild, widely used today as the brown sound. Is it really? Yeah. Okay, I, see, I didn't, I didn't know that, but yeah, I mean, Eddie's tone was legendary, and it was like really super overdriven, which I liked. I, and I mean, to this day, he's he's got the most overdriven tone I think of, of anyone. The most thick, overdriven yeah. tone. Yeah. Did he create the tapping? Did he create the tap? No, Eddie, Eddie modified the tapping. I can't remember who did it first, but he made it his own. Like, I mean, tapping forever now will be Eddie's thing. And even though that a lot of, especially like 80s and 90s hair metal guitarists adopted it, nobody did it like Eddie. Did you happen to see Saturday Night Live last week? I was about to bring Jack White up on Saturday Night Live last week. Very nice. Very tasteful. Very tasteful uh, tribute there. He gave him about 10 seconds of tapping. That was awesome. I loved it. And he did it on a guitar that Eddie gave him. Yes. Yes. And he had it slightly modified for his uh, setup. And then, yeah, he played a little bit of tapping right at the end of the tune. And it was beautiful. 
But as an aside, wasn't Jack White like just melt your face all the way through? Both of the tunes he did were awesome. His whole band, I think I he's a both. fantastic artist who makes great music, but his voice annoys me. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that's it's uh, yeah, I, I think yeah. I think I, I, I absolutely love what he does, but I can't really listen to his singing, kind of drives me nuts. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not no, nobody's gonna say Jack West's a, a, an excellent vocalist. No, but he's, he's a crazy a, good musician, crazy good musician. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. I always wondered talking about Brown Sound, uh, uh, some 41, their guitar player is Dave Brown Sound. I wonder if that's where he's adopted his name from. I bet. Does he do? Does can you hear Eddie in any of his playing? Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't find his playing very distinctive one way or the other. But I always wondered when I was when I was younger, I thought he called himself Brown Sound as a takeoff on the fact that he's a brown guy. Oh. And I thought he's like, you know, he's got that really like, like gelled up hair, right? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. 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 That's gotta be hairspray. Actually, gel yeah. doesn't hold like that. <laughs> I don't know. Well, something he's got product in there. anyway. Yeah, some good product. Good, strong product. Um, to generate the intro to the sound pound cake, Eddie held a power drill up to his guitar pickup. And apparently the scenario was a complete fluke. A maintenance worker accidentally left the tool in the studio. And upon picking it up, Eddie realized it was in the exact same key as the song. And then after that, he used a drill every time he played Pound Cake Live. See, there you go. There you go. I love, I, I, I thought that was a cool thing. But I don't think that made the song. I think the song would have been just as wicked without it. It was a cool thing, but once those those drums kick into the sound of the yeah, it's really good. Yeah, and Alex is just a little bit behind the beat. Oh, yeah, it's heavy as hell. It's so good, so it's good. Fan- it's fantastic. I don't know. I've 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 touched on all of my uh, my main points today. All right. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I have any other points other than i love the 90s van halen i love two of the three albums that came out in the 90s (laughs) sorry gary (laughs) yeah i i love them as much as albums that came out in the 70s Mm. and then the 80s were okay but i mean van halen van halen 2 the uh, 1984 was the big one that's I mean jump came off of that. Yeah. 5150 didn't suck, but between Van Halen 2, the next <gasps> big one was from Alpha Crown Knowledge. Don't don't ever forget everybody, the greatest lyric of all time. Only time will tell if we can stand the test of time. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good song. When they did that, I was like, what? Why? <laughs> Great song, other than that one fucking lyric. I'm like, what did you just say? But it's completely accurate. Only time will tell if we can stand. <laughs> if we the can test stand the time. test of time, yeah. Maybe, maybe, it's it's, like, maybe it's more brilliant than I thought. It's like Kid Rock rhyming things and things. You know, it's great. Mm. Oh fucking! You know what? It's been a blessed time not hearing the song "Picture" for about seven months. Oh my god! What are we gonna do? An episode on on Kid Rock? Come on. Oh no! I guess I should. <laughs> Someone's uh, got to. I guess when did when did Rev, uh, Devil Without a Cause come out? That would have been about ninety eight, right? Ninety nine. That feels accurate. Yeah. That feels about the right time. I think we could leave that one lie, though. 
for a while. Let's just yeah. forget about that one for a while. I like to I like to be an equal opportunity whether I like the band or not. We're going to talk about it or have them on the show. Sure. I, I keep okay. I keep my personal I'm, bias out of it. I'll put you on the spot then. What's a band that you don't like that you've done a show about? <gasps> I'll tell you this. Anybody, I've never done a show about anybody yet that I didn't like. I would say I've done a show about people that I didn't know much about or I was indifferent to. Mm-hmm. People, band, artists, whatever. But but after doing the show or speaking to the person or whatever it would be, I learned so much about them that I'd see them in a new light and I gained new respect and started to learn about their music more. But I have okay. I but I've never actually yet done an episode about someone I did not like. And why would you? There's enough artists that you don't have to. Yeah. I mean But knowing knowing you personally though, show. I can it's a positive yeah, I, show. Yeah. Knowing you personally, though, I can see that too, that you're learning about somebody like, oh, this person is a person and they're cool. So I want to learn about them. That's kind of your thing. So yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I know that. So, I, I can talk smack with the best of them, but fuck, right. I don't really put that on the show. But you, know? you kind of want you want to give the world a hug, though. Come on. That's, that's, that's the what, that and you that's, are. that's, yeah, this has this year's been about too. I didn't want to, I got enough negativity in real life right now. <laughs> want to bring it yeah. into the show. The show is my happy. Yeah. No, and and and, and so it should be. And so yes. everyone should feel should everyone should feel the love of the of the dope nostalgia podcast. You know what else keeps you warm? What? Dope, dope nostalgia t-shirts. How where can people get them, Naomi? You can get them on Redbubble. Check it out on www.dopenostalgia.com. There's a link right there where you can check out our Redbubble page. Get yourself a shirt. You can also become a Patreon and be a subscriber. So here's the thing. I'm going to redesign our Patreon tiers so that if you're a high, if you're at a high tier, you're going to get a free shirt. As wow. a subscriber. You're going to get a free shirt. Um, we'll give you some swag. We'll give you a shout out on the show. Fuck, you can even come on the show. Huh? Let's have a good Let's chat. Let's go let's do like an ultra premium platinum tier and we'll go to their home and do a show there masks <laughs> yeah sure or you know we'll just wait for this to die out or we'll wait yeah, for everybody maybe to die we'll, off or post, whatever. post coronavirus we're gonna go to your house we'll even i'll bring a 12 pack of beer it'll probably be analog brewery analog that's, beer our official sponsor right. of the podcast we'll bring some beer to your house and we'll that's do right. a show at your house and depending on you know your 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 ilk, what you're into, we can twist up a joint. You know, we can uh, we know pre- people that'll help. I'll get some edibles. I there still you go. have three chocolate edible squares that I haven't ate yet because I'm scared. <laughs> I don't now, know why, but there now, are you. Are you comfortable discussing your marijuana use on your podcast? Yes, because yes, I, I, I want to hear. I want I want to hear about. I want to hear about how that's been going for you since you're not so into it. Okay, so people don't know, uh, I've really never smoked a joint in the last 10 years. I don't think it's been, it's been like 10 years since I've had marijuana. And then one night I had an edible at uh, my good buddy there uh, from, the, from the L2L podcast, Quinn's house. I had an edible, a little fuzzy peach from, from, a, from, a, from a friend that was there. And <laughs> I felt great. I, no ill effects, nothing, nothing bad. Um, there probably wasn't that much THC in it, honestly. And I was already half cut. I was half cut already too. Okay. So I wouldn't be able to tell the difference between what it was what. Anyway, I said, well, you know what? It's time I go to now that it's legal in Canada to go to a licensed weed store. 
So I went and picked up a chocolate bar. It has like four sections to it and it's Indica. I told the guy, is that Indica? Is that the right word? I told the Indica, guy yeah. behind the counter, I said, look, I get really paranoid with THC. It makes me very, very paranoid. What, what would you recommend? Well, well, something lower in the THC, higher in the CBD. Got me the Indica chocolate. So uh, Kendra was on here one time and Mikey and we each had a piece. They had like much more of their chocolate. And I, had, <laughs> okay. I just had one piece of the chocolate. Right. So I have three pieces left. <laughs> and I think that I should have them uh, without alcohol. So I actually understand yes. like what's happening yeah. when it's happening, but I'm scared of weed. I don't know why I, well, no, I, I completely understand it because I'm that person too. Weed THC mm. makes me paranoid. It makes me, uh, very anxious and sativa especially does. So what I found wow. out through trial and error, now that you can, you know, figure out what is good is i need cbd i need lots and lots of cbd okay. and a teeny little teeny weeny bit of thc in there and then i'm good then i'm okay then i can enjoy it but okay. if i'm even like half and half thc and cbd i'm hiding under the bed so yeah. wow yeah. i didn't know yeah. that yeah so uh, it's great because i thought i i didn't i'm like you i didn't touch weed in years and years and years and years mm -hmm. and i thought i didn't like it but I just didn't have the right stuff. So, so you just got to kind of tailor make it to you. And uh, yeah. that, there's different strains, different things you can try. Yeah. And even as it is now, I'm, I'm once a month, maybe not even, but uh, yeah, and now, and now I enjoy it. Now it's like a glass of wine. Now I enjoy it. No, I have a and friend. I, I have a friend who manages a weed store. Um, oh, what and, and what I'd like to do is have someone come with me and film this. But I, last year for Halloween, I was towel -y. From South Park. I built a yes. costume. It was a great That's, costume. It's a massive, it's like I'm like eight, seven feet tall in this fucking costume. Cause of like mm -hmm. how big it, uh, it is. It's, it's, it's fantastic. If you want to see my tally costume, check out my Instagram. I'm owned underscore backwards. Ah, it's too much effort to explain. Anyway, so like <laughs> this, this thing is fucking cool and I want to wear it again. But what I want to do is walk into a weed store and do the tally with and be like, and be like oh i'm just applying for a job then kind of like you know get into it and, and and fuck her up and she won't know it's me well she'll probably know it's me but i think it'd be yeah. fun for sure i should follow the police on you before the police gets there they just tell her like, just, I, I just work for tegrity <laughs> farms and just make weed there and just hang out i just think it'd be fun to go actually go to a bunch of weed stores wearing that fucking costume would be fun and yeah, just see if you do that makes sure you don't get tackled by anybody. They'd want to know if you're wearing a mask underneath it, probably. Maybe because Halloween's coming up, I have to do it then. I suppose that would be the time to do it. Yes, Halloween is coming up. Okay, yeah. No, that's right. Maybe not this year, but maybe next year. I don't know. We'll see. I gotta get some guts to do it. <laughs> How many Eddie Van Halen costumes are there gonna be this Halloween? Well, I, that's a more of an adult costume, but adults are probably not going to Halloween very much this year. But. That would be cool if they did. I'd be, I I want to see like a, a little kid wearing one. I want to see like a three-year-old kid dressed like Eddie Van Halen. That would make my whole day. All you need is this pattern with the red yeah. background and the stripes and black and white stripes. You have yourself a costume. You just have to. And a mullet wig. And a nice mullet yeah. wig and a big smile on your face. Yeah. And you're good to go. 
and a whammy bar. Wow. Yes. Oh. Agreed. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for having me, Nomsky. This was fun. To love somebody Social media, yeah, we've got it. Send us an email, dopenostalgiapodcast at gmail.com. Twitter, Nostalgia Dope. Or on Insta, dope underscore nostalgia. This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work.